0: Cinnabuds receive support from Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, I Care and
1: I Wear. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies
0: talking about cinema.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film.
0: From Radio Milwaukee, I'm Barbie. I mean what? Dory.
1: <laughs> and this is Cinnabuds. And if you have not guessed yet, this week on Cinnabuds, we are of course talking about Barbie. Hey Barbie, can I come to your house tonight? Sure, I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song, you should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever, so is
0: yesterday and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Barbie, as if you don't know, is the new Greta Gerwig (laughs) film. Uh, The story of Barbie Land. Margot Mm -hmm. Robbie plays Barbie. Ken is played by Ryan Gosling. And Barbie has an existential crisis, which makes her rethink the world she lives in.
0: It's really something like the theme of this movie is something we all relate to and see on an everyday basis, but told from the viewpoint of that beloved or sometimes deeply not beloved childhood toy of Barbie, which I think they did a really great job of addressing how everybody the spectrum of emotions everyone has and, yeah. and different relationships with Barbie throughout the years.
1: I kept thinking that this was, business-wise, <laughs> a very smart choice by Mattel.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because,
1: obviously, it's smart to make a Barbie movie and you you sell Barbies. But the thing that's brilliant is that they're like, yeah, make fun of us. Like, explore the problematic side of what we do and heart Blanche to make fun of Mattel at the same time having a sense of humor about yourself makes you feel more human and you know I know you're trying to sell stuff but still it was a very smart choice that they just kind of let him go
0: I think we are not the only ones that feel this way because this movie has been breaking all sorts of box office records
1: yeah it's getting if it hasn't already it's getting close to half a billion with a b dollars worldwide
0: and the biggest opening of any movie by a female director in all of history (laughs) that's
1: that's a lot of history it is uh yeah do we want to talk about how we thought about it right away
0: i think it would be great for the next 60 seconds to give the people an idea i loved it yeah i laughed I got the feels, I was cheering in my seat, and it actually really, really made me think, which is not what I expected from a movie that's just called
1: Barbie. 100% concur, and I will say that I keep thinking about how funny it was. The journey I've taken from hearing there's going to be a Barbie movie to seeing it has been Quite a long distance. <laughs> like I rolled my eyes so hard, I saw my brain when I first when I first heard, oh, they're making a Barbie movie. Margaret Robbie's in it. I was like, well, of course they are. And I was real droll and blah blah. And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, could this be my favorite movie of the year?
0: Mm, could it? <laughs>
1: I mean, shocking reversal.
0: Indeed. I remember seeing those initial photographs of uh, Barbie and Ken in their rollerblading yeah. scene, and I thought, why? What is the purpose? (laughs) Why do we need this movie? And boy, oh boy, I am going to say publicly right now, don't judge this movie until you have a chance to watch. Don't be like us. Yeah,
1: don't be like us. That's that's always our message. We're gonna talk. Stick with us, but stick with us. Yeah, always listen, but just ignore us. (laughs) Um, We're gonna talk a ton about Barbie when we come back. We are also gonna talk a little bit about the very sad passing of Mister Paul Rubens that just happened a couple days ago.
0: Yes, I've got a little bit to recombobulate myself and we're gonna revisit some of our favorite paul rubens movie moments
1: absolutely so stick around we'll be right back
0: april showers bring may flowers potholes and flat tires if you've been saving up for a rainy day those days are here if you're in need of a more reliable ride donate your old one to radio milwaukee did you know a single vehicle donation can be almost three times as valuable as a single cash donation? Think of it as a financial super bloom for this public radio station. Learn more by going to Radio Milwaukee dot org slash cars. All right. So Greta.
1: Yeah, that as I was saying, like my journey from like meh. To mm-hmm. oh my gosh, uh, about this movie was always tempered by the fact that it was Greta Gerwig at the helm. Like, Greta Gerwig's doing this. At first, it was like, oh, do you just need like a payday to do your great m- movies that I usually like? And now, but I should have the whole time. I should have been like, well, if she's doing it, there's some. There's going to be more to it.
0: And if you've seen her, I mean, she's like an indie movie writer yeah. and producer, right? Lady Bird, Frances Ha. Um, those are the two that come to mind. Little Women. Little yeah. Women, the newest version. Yeah, yeah. So she's got a great start to her career. I I really would be curious to know how this movie was initially presented to her, how she yeah. got involved in the project.
1: Well, because there was an early version. And I, my guess, and this is just a guess, that Greta Gerwig wasn't attached at this point. Because um, the comedian...
0: Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer
1: was attached to be Barbie mm-hmm. in an earlier iteration which I'm guessing based on her like sense of humor and you know very different than Margot Robbie casting was a very different direction they were going to go as far as like this what the film was going to be and then also the fact that Amy Schumer said that she left over creative differences and I think they kind of got out of her she didn't think it was like strong or feminist enough Ooh. which I'm assuming that is an or a very different version. version. I think she sort of implied that, yeah, that was a very different version of it.
0: I feel like this movie that ended up being the one that is out that everyone is watching, it is very feminist and female forward and talks a lot about the patriarchy in a super fun way. I mean, these are really difficult topics, but to be able to do it with such a cool sense of humor and cleverness. and. Yeah. I think that is what made the story so great, but from a visual standpoint, too. Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down.
0: <laughs> I mean, I found myself like wanting to pause it in the movie theater so I could stop and yeah. look at the set, all the props, see what Barbie outfits or Barbie accessories that <laughs> yeah. I recognized from my youth. Exactly. Can we go into just the, how the movie even started? Do you remember the first scene? Yes,
1: a hundred percent. And I, and I can we talk about? I mean, it's the first scene. ever yeah. really seen it, right? Uh, the fact that the opening <laughs> sequence of this movie is a direct reference to two thousand one, a space odyssey, <laughs> immediately set me at ease. Like immediately, like okay. Mm-hmm. As I suspected, you know, as I got closer and closer to seeing it, which I think it took me like a few days to see it. I was like, "Oh, this is what I thought. Like, this is going to be a very, like, irreverent version mm-hmm. of what, you know this kind of thing." So that was it. Was such a hilarious and also very like tone-setting scene. And then thinking about the end scene, which, I mean, just to be on the safe side, I won't say what the end scene is, but not like mm-hmm. it's not like it's a spoiler. But um, thinking about it as a comedy, I was just like, "What incredible bookend gags!" Yes. For, I mean, they're different, but they're so. That's why it represents the movie so well, is because there's so many different little types of comedy in it. Mm -hmm. I kept talking about it like a comedy nerd. Like, there's such a variety of styles of comedy in it. And I, all of them were like seamless and they nailed each one.
0: I am not trying to put you on the spot, but for people that might not understand what we're talking about, what are the different styles of comedy? Like, there's. uh, it's kind of like a farce.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got like smart referential stuff, like the beginning. Mm-hmm. It also has silly, absurd things. Like, I love how at one point Barbie is trying to make a point about something visual, like, and sh- and the narrator breaks in and says, "No, to the filmmaker. Margot Robbie is bad casting. If this is the point you're trying to make, yeah." Just the narrator breaking in this kind of absurd moment, but then you have this smart. Uh, you know, socially conscious jokes that are re- referencing you know mm-hmm. something that might be a little harsh for people to take uh, shouldn't be but <laughs> but it, it is and then having silly moments too. being able to blend all that together in a movie and not be like kind of jarred about what the perspective and is, is incredible feat an incredible feat.
0: But you also call this a bit of a musical. They oh, yeah, were able yeah, you to would. intertwine. Just a touch. They would, uh, <laughs> the way they did the music and the musical part of this too, just, just kept you uh, along for the ride, I think. So clever.
1: Some of the music, uh, like there's a few of the musical bits that were some of the funniest things in there. Like there's a scene where they sing a particular 90s song, all the Kens <laughs> sing, I think it's Matchbox 20.
0: It is Matchbox 20. It,
1: the funny thing in the theater is hearing people laugh at different, like, me and like a bunch of people probably my age laughed in instantly, and then there's a few like a few seconds where everyone else gets gets the joke and starts laughing. It's just such a boy song to, to <laughs> sing. Oh, that was such gr- a good moment to see in the theater because you hear everyone get it at different times. It's awesome. I
0: don't remember the last time I was in a movie in a theater where people were laughing so much, which I yeah. found was really kind of special. There's some beautiful. Um, power and, like, camaraderie and sense of community that happens when you are in a place watching the same thing and it's bringing you so much joy. Yeah. They get to express that with
1: laughter. And looking around <laughs> to see, I'd say, at least 40% of the audience decked out in pink. Oh, my gosh. Like that's, it's such a fun, besides, I mean, the movie... Lives up to the hype for me, like and which is hard because the hype was gigantic. Mm-hmm. But then to see all the stuff that happened around the film, like all the theaters getting into it, putting up like photo opportunities in the theater, having you know like you get free popcorn if you wear pink, or doing all these fun things around it, was just just an extra level of like so much fun.
0: I was also. You know, I found myself because this movie is a little bit about the patriarchy in the real world. I found myself kind of like also sort of watching the gentlemen that were sitting around me. And I really enjoyed how everyone, not just the ladies, were finding humor and like (laughs) truth in the beauty of this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's, because, you know, if you're the four people who haven't seen this movie yet, there's a a bit of a role reversal from the real world into the Barbie world, very different. And, like, the, the, it doesn't feel mean spirited at all. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, that's the thing that's brilliant about this movie is like, you have a movie that is about patriarchy. It's one of the main things. And it's the most fun movie of the year. Like, (laughs) that's, That's incredibly funny and Brilliant to be able to make pull that off.
0: Christopher, did you hear about this fun fact about Ryan Gosling? He accepted the role of Ken after seeing his daughter's Ken doll lying face down in the mud next to a squished lemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. He took a picture of it, sent it to Margot Robbie and said, I shall be your Ken. This story must be told. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is very funny. There's so much. It, that's another thing. Is that this whole movie just seems like everybody was like fully in the spirit you can kind of tell Mm -hmm. it's got such an incredible cast not just Margot Robbie and not just Ryan Gosling but the entire cast of Barbies and Ken's and (laughs) and Allen's
0: and Allen's oh my gosh
1: Michael Sarah plays Allen who is very distinct he uses the language from the original box he's Ken's buddy or he's Ken's buddy all his clothes fit him (laughs) (laughs) all Ken's clothes will fit him
0: Oh, my gosh. And then Kate McKinnon played Barbie. Yeah. but the, They called her Weird Barbie. That right. Barbie that I feel like a lot of us um, recognized. I didn't have one like this because I didn't... Um, play very aggressively with my Barbies but <laughs> yeah. I did play with the girls that did yeah and uh she's got the haircut right of some little yeah. girl she's got marker on her face um she does the splits a lot which is something that you'd always <laughs> do with your Barbies yeah. like put put your Barbie in extreme Push positions to the extreme and I don't know who else could have played that part better than Kate McKinnon it's,
1: that's like perfect casting <laughs> I love that Issa Rae uh, is in it and plays the president, uh, president of Barbie, Barbie. Mm-hmm. and uh, the only cursing in it is ble- she says at the end, and it's bleeped <laughs> it's so out good. with a Mattel logo over her mouth.
0: So good.
1: I just this is what I'm talking about. There's like so. I need to see it a second time. The like the bits and the jokes and mm-hmm. the humor is nonstop, while also having being a very having some real serious stuff that they address and really cleverly, uh, America Ferreira has a wonderful speech at the end. Uh, It's very impressive. But there's so much packed into this. That's why I was like, again, I'm beating a dead horse, but expectations were so high that I Mm -hmm. couldn't believe they were not only met, but exceeded.
0: And if you're planning on going to see the movie, it... I didn't buy tickets ahead of time. I had to bounce around to a couple of theaters before I found some open seats. So oh, yeah. do yourself a favor, if, especially if you want to take a whole gang, make a day of it. Make a plan. Grab your tickets early so you can all sit together. You won't yeah. regret it. All right. So I would be obviously, I would like to think DJ Barbie, right? The Barbie that oh, DJs your parties. Yeah. And <laughs> what would your can be? I mean, beach. Oh. Your thing no, would, be, my, would probably not I be beach. I don't do beach.
1: I don't do beach. I would like to be library Ken. Ooh. Yeah, I'd like to be. I'd like to be a librarian Ken.
0: With your accessories. So my accessories obviously would be headphones and a vinyl record.
1: I want to have one of those old fashioned book straps. You know how like old fashioned people they'd have like three books and they put a strap around them mm-hmm. to take them to. I want one of those, even though that doesn't really match. And I'd have uh, glasses on the tip of my nose.
0: Obviously, yeah.
1: Uh, and a card catalog.
0: Oh yeah, that would be like your uh, that would be your accessory. Instead of my
1: dream house, I have a library with a card catalog. <laughs> card catalog. Oh wow, I never thought that that would be such like. <laughs> Can I make this happen?
0: Well, Mattel, if you're out there listening to this incredible old podcast, yeah. I also liked. Um, we were I mean, there's a lot of. Dua Lipa's in here. I don't want to actually ruin any of the cameos. There's some other cameos that you will recognize. Um, you know, there's
1: more than some. The there's music's, like a ton. A ton. Yeah,
0: The music's great. That Dua Lipa song was during a fun dance scene. The Billie Eilish song is so beautiful. And if you guys already saw the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Watch the, the music video Billie Eilish put out. It's her... Um, dressed as a Barbie, sitting down with like a portable Barbie case, and she's unpacking like miniature-sized Barbie clothes, yeah. and they're all her outfits. Oh really? Billie <laughs> Eilish's outfits that are famous that she's worn on stage oh, and in music videos. That's cool. And then I won't tell you what happens during the video, but it's really
1: really cool. Oh, I have to check that out and see that. either. Yeah. All
0: right, all the thumbs up for Barbie yeah. the movie. From Honestly, us.
1: I wish I had more thumbs. <laughs> I guess I. I I couldn't believe how this was like. I lo- I was looking because I nerdily keep track of like my favorites of the year. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is probably my favorite overall. Mm-hmm. Also, just as a comedy fan, s- such an impressive. I mean, I can't say state it enough. Such an impressive on just a comedy level. Even if you set aside the wonderful message of it. Which don't don't set it aside, but <laughs> include it because the jokes are you know seamless with it. It's such an impressive achievement, I think.
0: Maybe want to go dig through the basement and find my old Barbies. <laughs> yeah. I haven't yeah. thought about them in a long time. So good uh, do, job today.
1: Goog, Goog, uh, Google Barbie movie merch. Like, oh, I, do they have Barbies based on Margot Robbie and and uh, Ryan Gosling already?
0: It would be, I mean, she was the stereotypical Barbie, so yeah. I would, I'd guess that mold is already made somewhere. But like
1: with the, you know how they do with like their actual faces. Mm-hmm. I've got to, right?
0: That would be a missed opportunity. And I don't think a company like Mattel would miss that opportunity.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should call them.
0: Yeah. Do you think they need our marketing guidance? Give some suggestions. All right. So now instead of what are we watching? Yeah. Um... This very sad news broke uh, the day we're recording this podcast, actually, about Paul Rubin's passing. Um, Very private battle. He was dealing with with cancer. Uh, A lot of people in my friends' groups, including people that were close to him, did not know that he was um, battling um, this terrible, terrible, terrible thing and lost his life. Um, So let's talk about and celebrate his... His accomplishments in theater and film.
1: Yeah, and for I mean, most people probably know, but Paul Rubens uh, most famously was Pee-wee Herman, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the most iconic, beautiful alter characters ego. of all time. Yeah.
0: So Pee-wee Herman had Pee-wee's Playhouse. That was on television. I think it started in the, what year did Pee-wee's Playhouse start? Even? I don't know. It was. I feel like Pee-wee's Playhouse has just always been a part of my world. But the Pee-wee Herman show started in 1981. And, uh, which was
1: a stage show at first. Yep, which is a stage uh,
0: yeah. show, a TV special. And then Pee-wee's Playhouse ran from 1986 to 1990. That's yeah. only four years, but... Doesn't it seem like they created way more content than that? I know, it
1: does. And it was such a staple of childhood, for sure. Before that, oddly, before that, they had HBO did did the live show. They filmed the live show, the stage show, that he Mm. did before, Pee's Playhouse. And that was a little bit more adult. Not much, but a little bit more adult uh, than the kids' show. But I remember seeing that. As a kid, thinking, just vaguely thinking, maybe I'm not supposed to be seeing this. There was, a, I mean, again, there wasn't much, but he had like shoe mirrors was like a thing where you could and, and he, oh, shoot. and yeah. there was like little bits like that, but mostly it was just a really irreverent kind of funny take on a kids' show with this hilarious character. Uh, Phil Hartman was in it. Mm-hmm. He played. Uh, he played. Oh. Oh, the sea captain, whose name I can't remember oh, blanking on. yes. Uh, captain Carl. Captain, captain Carl. How could we forget Captain Carl? I remember what he saying, too. A sailor, tra- <laughs> a sailor travels to many lands anywhere he pleases, but he always remembers to wash his hands so he's don't get no diseases. <laughs> I will never forget that. Aww. But that had a big effect on me, and then I got so excited when it was a kid's show and i re not not long ago i would say maybe a couple years ago i went back and watched a few episodes of it and it's so like unique it's so unique and colorful and big and there's so many things going on in that set yeah, it was, it was amazing.
0: I feel like also that show was the first place I ever saw Lawrence Fishburne, although yeah. I didn't realize at the time it was a very young Lawrence Fishburne playing Cowboy Curtis.
1: That's right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, also Missy Vaughn, right? Yeah. Super classic character. The sweetest... Um, the sweetest character, played by Lynn Marie Stewart, who also ended up then, who I love in Always Sunny in Philly. She plays Charlie's mom.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. Missy Vaughn. Bon. Oh, uh, my see, but, gosh. Yeah, there's,
1: that's an incredible show. Uh, I mean, it's... And one of my favorite artists, Wayne White, there's a great documentary about him called Beauty is Embarrassing. He created... He's a painter, but he's also a sculptor. He created several of the puppets and helped create the set of peewee's playhouse Mm. so he is randy who's classic character he's the voice of randy and he created that puppet and some of the other ones clocky i believe um but he's like all these connections i didn't realize i had to that show until like later in life was amazing
0: so that is iconic. Let's talk about I mean, and then, you know, Paul Rubens was on everything from episodes of Reno 911. He played Terry, uh Terry's father. Um he was on Everybody Loves Raymond and Ally McBeal, yeah. of course Sesame Street. Um he was on WWE Raw at one point. Was he really? He was. <laughs> But um, I am thinking about like his movies. Yeah. That I really really loved, and uh, other than the Pee Wee themed movies, the first one I remember seeing him in is The Blues Brothers. He played a uh, waiter, Shays Paul, Shea Paul, Shays Paul.
1: Shea, I don't remember him from that. I think I've I've only seen that movie one time, yep. and it was but it was just a few years ago. He
0: uh-huh. played.
1: Um, uh, the first time I remember seeing him in a movie that wasn't Pee Wee Herman, he was in Batman Returns. He played the penguin's dad.
0: Oh, ho, ho, ho. I have to go back and look for that one.
1: Which actually visually does make sense. Like he feels like he could be a, you know.
0: Mm hmm. That totally tracks. Yeah. Also, uh, Mystery Men, that comedy about superheroes yep. with Ben Stiller, he was. The spleen, or Mister Spleen, <laughs> yeah, and uh, his superpower was stinky teeth. Yeah, that's right.
1: Classy. And he was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was. uh he, he was one of the hench, main henchmen. And remember, he has a really good scene, a really good death scene, where it's just like ooh ah e ah, like a very cartoon. Do oh, you remember that? Yeah. I do yeah. remember that it's very funny
0: uh speaking of vampires he was also in a 2019 episode of what we do in the shadows i believe he was on the vampiric council during an episode that had something to do with a trial yeah because the oh. vampires were up to no good below what about his his do you remember i, him I remember
1: seeing i saw that movie but i don't recall him in it
0: Derek, for real
1: that's his name yeah well, that's great
0: alongside johnny depp i mean what a great and storied career 50 years of yeah, entertainment did
1: 63 movies and that's not including the show and the in the in the theater shows that he did and everything it's it's very sad he i mean he was 70 but that's mm-hmm. that still feels young um but it's like Norm Macdonald, too. Like no one knew that he had anything wrong. And he didn't tell anybody.
0: That's really hard to do when you are f- as famous yeah. as these actors and actresses. And so, I mean, I have a lot of respect for people that are going, you know, just because you live that lifestyle and that is your job doesn't mean the world gets to know all your business. Yeah. And although it would have been nice, I don't know why. I guess it's just is shocking no matter when you find out that someone that you are admire and love their work isn't doing well, but good for him for being able to keep it as private as he was. Yeah.
1: And he wasn't, I I definitely think he was like an icon and very important in my life when I was a kid. But then again, when I was like a young adult, because I revisited it from a different perspective, but still holds up. And that's the impressive thing is like something like that like I don't I don't think I'm going to be talking about ThunderCats in the same way, you know what Wait. I mean? I mean, as much as I would love to see a ThunderCats movie and I do think it's happening. Uh, <laughs> it's not the same thing where like, oh, a person of this character, beloved character then an actor has been a part of my life in that way mm-hmm. and then again later from a from an adult perspective I still like it but for different reasons maybe. So that's impressive. He he left a mark.
0: Would we like I would love to hear from our listeners of the podcast on Instagram and have them share their favorite Paul Rubens yeah. moments, whether it's uh, under his work with P.B. Herman or the other movies and films and TV shows he did. Uh, let us know what sticks out in your mind when you think of Paul Rubens.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, the one thing I want to bring it back around to the Barbie movie one more time at the very, very end, I think. Or maybe I saw it online after the movie. Sorry if I can't remember which one. There was an in there was like a inference that there will be more movies about toys
1: coming up. Oh, really? Just about toys in particular? I don't know if it was
0: like Mattel toys or just toys in general. But um, uh, I'll try to find this and share it on Instagram if I can. But there was like a like thirteen more movies are in the works, and at the the picture there was a crazy eight ball. Or a magic eight oh, ball at yeah. the top, which I was picturing to be like a Jumanji kind of. I don't know. Now I'm oh, like, yeah. what classic, toy, <laughs> what light bright movie could there be? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did see, and I genuinely thought slash think it was a joke, but I did see some sort of list like that and they said Lena Dunham's Polly Pocket movie would be coming out soon which seems like a joke like Greta Gerwig's Barbie that seems followed like an by
0: an onion headline yeah,
1: exactly but it was listed among these other things that seemed genuine so part of 90% of me thinks that's a joke but 10% also realizes that is something hollywood would do try to follow it up with a version of Barbie that's maybe not
0: I mean this if this set the bar for it I would watch yeah. all the movies I just I don't think we're going to be that lucky to get such a quality film.
1: Do you think there's going to be a Barbie 2? Ooh,
0: I mean there definitely could be.
1: Financially it seems almost impossible that the studio wouldn't push for it. Like mm-hmm. this was such a phenomenon there's no way businessmen are going to be like, "Oh yeah, well let's just leave it. Great job, let's move on." <laughs> right. They're like, "How do we make more and more money?" But I, if Greta Gerwig does it, I am I mean, I w- would be very curious to see it. Part of me, whenever I see something so good, I just want you to leave it alone. I right. don't want you to push it. Right. But then again, I do want to, s- I would love to visit that world again, too.
0: You are, you contain multitudes, Christopher Pollard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could take it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for making it to the end of this week's Cinebud podcast. We would like to thank our producer, Kim Shine for making us sound like we know what we're talking about.
1: Absolutely, and thank you to Newski for our wonderful theme song.
0: And thanks to our sponsors, our pals at Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake. I care and I wear.
1: Yeah, I'm picking up glasses in two weeks from them.
0: Ooh, can't wait to see.
1: Absolutely. And thank you so much. We could not do this without our wonderful members, both at Radio Milwaukee and at Milwaukee
0: Film. Until next time, go to the movies. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie.